Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today's topic is about meditation and mindfulness, and it's a very popular exercise for those to get centered and calm the chaos. And so I have Josephine Atlery as a guest today. And before I bring her on, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about her. So Josephine Atlery is an expert in meditation and mindfulness, helping thousands of people overcome adversity to find joy. A graduate of the University of Chicago, Josephine spent many years consulting for Fortune 500 companies and private clients. Following her passion for total wellness, she became certified as a meditation teacher through Unplug Meditation. Josephine uses her business background to teach corporate mindfulness sessions, plus her experience creating her modern day family of seven children via in vitro fertilization, international adoption, and surrogacy inspires her work as a highly sought after fertility and parenting mindfulness coach. Josephine hosts a popular podcast, Responding to Life, Talking Health, Fertility, and Parenthood, where she interviews guests on their inspiration inspiring responses to life's challenges. Her parenting mindfulness expertise in fertility advocacy work has been featured in LA times, motherly mind, body, green, the bump prevention, well, plus good and women's day. Josephine lives with her husband, five children and cockapoo in what she lovingly calls her Casa de calm con chaos in Los Angeles, California. Please welcome Josephine. Hi. Hi there. I'm so excited to be on your show today. Yes. I'm so excited to have you. And I love the Casa de Calm calm, Chaos. It's very (laughs) fitting. Yeah, no, I'm always passing when I go on walks and some of the houses have little plaques. And I always wondered what ours be called. And then I came up with it. Oh, right. (laughs) That's fitting to your podcast. Especially when you have seven children. So Before we jump in, uh, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh, I love this. Um, I, my, my favorite sweet actually is, and my go-to favorite food item is a chocolate chip cookie. Um, crispy on the edges, sort of gooey on the inside. So Ooh, I like that. go-to. Yeah. Yeah. And do you bake <laughs> for your kids since you have a um, whole house full of them? Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm grateful that my older two like to sort of help and and cook and cook. So they're always down to helping like make stuff, Uh, typically sweets. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know baking is always fun. It's usually the go-to if you need them to like do something or you can always like say like, I'll bake you cookies if you do X, Y, (laughs) Z. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Not above bribery in this household. Uh, So Let's jump in a little bit. So you have seven kids, bless your soul. I have three and that's a lot. So seven, I can imagine is very busy. You're probably pretty routine. Oh yeah, I definitely have to be. Um, I was actually, you know, in a former life, um, an event planner. Mm-hmm. And so those skills definitely helped me get through all of the chaos that is constantly swirling around me. Absolutely. And what are the age ranges between your oldest and youngest? 
Yep, my eldest is 14. I have 12-year-old boy-girl twins, five-year-old boy twins, and our latest edition of, they're turning three months old in a couple days of twin girls. Oh, so wow. every type of combination of twins. <laughs> that's, oh, wow, that's great. And so you have practice with twins, obviously. So yep. good luck with the sleep regression three months <laughs> with two of them. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't even want to, I mean, mine are, um, 18 months apart and then two years, two days. So, I mean, they were all in diapers at one point. So it's uh, like having twins. I feel, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. guessing <laughs> that is actually, I feel like that's the smart way to go rather than spacing it out the way we, we did. It feels like deja vu every time because we're like, Oh, I feel like we did this. Yeah. What do you think about the spacing, the spacing out versus keeping them close? Uh, I, well, you know, because they have a twin, so they don't, it's not like they need a buddy. So having them, like if you have singletons close together, I think that's so ideal because then they can grow up together and have fun together. Um, spacing it out is, I feel like a little, a little bit tougher. It definitely extends your role as a parent of young ones for a really long time. Um, but it keeps things fresh, at least for us, you know, right. there's always some sort of little one running around. So in that regard, it's great. I know my youngest is four and it's like, he still has like the chubby cheeks and just oh. like the baby face. And it's, you know, that that's going to go away. Like come five years old is yep. usually when they start really growing out of it. And it's like, no, don't do it. So, yeah. you know, you get that like itch that you kind of want to scratch, <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, you know, right. careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my sister had a baby. Um, he's five months old. So I get my fix oh, with him nice. for now. Um, yeah. but so if you have seven, uh, they always say to keep them in even numbers. Oh, well, lucky seven is my lucky number. And seven's um, your lucky number. Are you done? Yeah. Yeah. We're done. We're totally done. <laughs> I mean, you also have twins. So I feel like with twins, you have the pair, you know, I feel like yeah. with three, I'm the fourth, like I have to be the fourth oh. person, you know, cause it's like odd man out or like, you've got two versus one. Like I've always noticed like having two is easier because they don't have to play off of each other. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's just a little thing that I've picked up. <laughs> so, um, so talking about motherhood, what does mindful motherhood mean? Cause that's in your intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, mindfulness, just to pick it apart, mindfulness is essentially an awareness of everything that's happening. So that can relate to you, like an awareness of how you feel physically, emotionally, mentally, how um, an awareness of your relationship and your environment in that present moment. And so when you have this awareness as a foundation, it guides you in basically every aspect of your life. Like you can be aware of yourself. Like I mentioned, you can be aware of yourself as you're eating, like being mindful of how you eat, being mindful of how you exercise, being mindful of how you even do little things like your self-care routine. So having that awareness as a foundation then can also 
uh, as because it touches upon every aspect of your life, then it also touches upon your role as a parent, as a caregiver. And this leads to an awareness of how you interact with your child and how you model behavior for your child. So an example would be, you know, I have many vignettes in my book, The Mindfulness Journal for Parents. And there I included in there a mom, a story of a mom who's reading emails while she's playing with her children. And she reads something that upsets her um, in a work email and it causes her to be distracted. So she's no longer, even though she is there with her child and supposedly like playing with them, her mind is elsewhere. And I included that as a real life example of something that happened to me, which is sort of the impetus for how I decided to delve further into this for personally for myself. And then it snowballed into me wanting to level it up and spread it to all the other people out there. But I found myself doing that when I returned back to the workforce after staying home with my first three kids and realizing that I would be I, at the end of the day, I would think about my day and I would remember playing with my little three but not really remembering what happened because my mind was elsewhere. I was thinking about, you know, what I had to buy at the grocery store, what I was going to cook for dinner, what I had to do with like the homeowners association, like all of this stuff. But like mentally, I wasn't there. Physically, I was. And that was a rude awakening for me. It, it, it caused me to figure out like, how can I be present? Like I'm missing this. I had spent years trying to create this family through IVF, all the assisted reproductive therapy, adoption, you name it. And, you know, once it finally came true and I had my family, I was missing it and it sucked to feel that way. And so that is essentially, you know, long story short, is what mindful motherhood means. It's being aware of your interactions with your children, being aware of yourself first as an individual, and then being able to translate that into your parenting. Sure. But being present in the moment and really, cause they can feel it too. They can feel the stress and they can also, they could be feeling a certain way. And you also, they're only little for a little while. Yeah. So it's extremely yeah. hard though, when you're juggling a bunch of things to yes. turn it off. True. And so you really have to prepare your mind. And so you touched on the mindful parenting journal, which I have a copy of it that is phenomenal. And so what inspired you to write the mindful parenting journal. Yeah. Um, so I'm always getting asked, um, how do I manage to stay calm and look calm given the amount of children that I have and the fact that I work and I figured, you know, clearly people out there need some advice and probably, you know, I should just like pen it all down. And I saw from my clients, my own sort of mindfulness and meditation clients, uh, and friends and family who were just um, really affected primarily by the pandemic most recently. And they were really desperate for things that were tips and tools and techniques that were approachable and accessible and that they could instantly implement into their own lives and that of their families in order to create like immediate and lasting impact. You know, so often we pick up a parenting book and it's massive and you have to go through the whole thing before you can figure out, okay, well, now that I read this, now how am I going to do this in real life, right? Versus, you know, my, my book is just something where you can pick up any page 
you read the journal prompt that's there and it's kind of acting like a friend who your best mom friend who you only have a moment to speak to because you're both super busy and she'll ask you a really pointed question that will make you think like oh okay well why was i doing that or why did i react to my child in that way was it from something that happened in my own childhood or was it something that happened earlier and how could i have acted differently so that really was the point of the book was to give caregivers out there just a useful tool that could provide them with quick you know quick exercises that they can do to help them navigate the challenges of life today as a parent i do i like that version when i was looking at it, it it had lines you could fill it in it was like a workbook but also a book in itself so you could write it down and work through it or you it was very easy to go to where you needed to go and like work on what you wanted to work on. It was really well laid out, I, it, in my opinion. So um, bravo to that. Nice. Um, and so what led you to meditation and mindfulness? And did you have a light bulb moment when you were, uh, when you knew that this was your path? Yeah, I think I, you know, I touched upon it briefly. I was returning back to work and um, after staying home for so many years, and suddenly life had turned upside down and I didn't really know how to handle all of the pressure. I was working in a health and fitness company and I knew that there was this, you know, there's a ton of emphasis on one's fitness, one's nutrition, but we, I knew that we needed to incorporate a mental and emotional well-being component. And so I started looking into it for the company, but then as I started to delve into meditation apps um, for myself, I, you know, I became hooked and I even, you know, I spent many years just avoiding it because I had friends who kept telling me you should give it a try, but I'm really this type A personality and I'm covered, usually covered in post-it notes. And I thought there's no way that I can turn my mind off to be able to sit quietly for a few minutes. Um, but lo and behold, I tried out one of the numerous uh, apps that are out there and it changed my life. Like I finally at that moment took a time out for myself and hit the pause button in my life because I was always on the go, go, go. And it was profound because I was able to just almost exhale, which I did, which is part of the whole process. But I just let out a sigh of relief and finally gave myself a moment of time outside of what I thought I was giving. You know, I, like I was always, I would always work out every day. I'd always take a moment to like, you know, watch a show or something if I could fit it in. But this was an opportunity to just sit and try to like focus on breathing and um, and what was going on in my head. And so once I became hooked for myself, I always like to level things up, like I said, and that's when I enrolled myself in a teacher training course. And I didn't think I was going to teach. I just used it as sort of um, a way for me to explore even more. But then after that, I thought, you know, I have to share this with other people because it really changed my life. And, you know, I started off doing corporates and I still do, but then I took it to what I am living through right now. You know, my past was with dealing with infertility and I'm currently a parent of seven and I'm always getting asked about those two aspects of my life. So I thought, you know, those two groups, those communities, would definitely benefit from mindfulness and meditation strategies. And so that's how I fuse the two together. I love that so much because I was in um, health and wellness 
as well before getting into chaos and cookies. And it was the mindfulness and trying to get them into the mindset of getting ready to make the health switch because you yeah. can't do that if you don't make that, that mindfulness and like be there because you can change what you eat for a minute. But if you're not looking at the, the way you look at food or the way you look at exercise, you have to change your mindset. So it's a key element. So that's yeah. a similar path. Um, and applaud you for that for sure. Um, yeah. and so how do you, how do you control the chaos with your seven kids? Um, you know, I have a, uh, chaos control system that in, mm-hmm. with, with me. And so it's a, a whole manual for your house where it will roll you through literally every single, like your warranty on your car and what's covered, what's not, when's the last time that was checked, like where the air filters are, like kids, you know, kids schedules and brand of Mac and cheese that each one likes and where you can buy it. And you know, where people could go in and just like look it up. So it takes mom out of it. So oh my gosh, I need this. Oh, do you need I one? Totally need I, this. I, need- <laughs> I, I need the system. <laughs> yes. I will send it to you. Um, yeah, because I think that when you're managing a lot of moving parts, especially when you own your own business, you know, you have to get on calls, you have to go do meetings. Maybe you want to just go take a date night or a night out with your friends what happens I'm sure is like, does your spouse like message you or if your sitter is, you know, consistently texting you about maybe, um, you know, bottle, what time this, that, and the other, when it, you probably wrote it down or maybe you forgot, or you told her, but it's those things that you consistently are going to be doing on a daily basis. Like how many lists do you make? And then you throw it away. Oh right. So, so just yeah. keep it. And so that way you're like, it's on page four go check yeah. or it's in the book. Yeah. It's on the kitchen table. Um, right. yeah. So that's how I like to manage. Cause I have help that comes in and, um, cause I'm single parenting. So it's helpful, uh, especially when it's the person that's not used to the routine and used to things. Yeah. It's like, then right. you gotta give them like the data dump before you go out and then you're stressed out. Cause you just rolled through all of the you know, the scenarios like, Oh, if this happens or this happens, this is where you could do it. They're not getting any of that. Right. But if you write it down, you also want peace of mind, right? You, like mindfulness, right? You want to be present with your friends. You want to be present in your, on your phone calls um, and take a break. You don't want to be worried. And right. mom, you always worry. So yeah. yeah, that reminds me, you know, after we moved out here to LA back in, in Boston, I did have one for, um, I had a binder that I created when my in-laws or my parents would come, um, when my husband and I would go on vacation and mm-hmm. the binder would be there with all the, like, you know, like important information, they went to the ER and like all this other stuff and phone numbers. But it just got, I was just like, when you move, like everything yeah. goes to the, the crapper. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't do that. And with seven kids, we don't go on vacation anymore. Just the two. No, months, it's too so expensive. No, like binder. <laughs> So no, but that reminds me, you're right. I should have that all. Okay. I love this. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, absolutely. Cause I think it's important to also help others be self-sufficient Yes. Yeah. and take it off of you. Right. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're mom, but people are able to do, they can change a diaper. They can cook dinner. Yeah. They can find something. They don't have to text you and ask you every five seconds. Um, you know, yeah or it's, it, it takes you away from having fun. And then you're already, already stressed and worried. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, because anything and everything can happen. But if you give the tools for someone to be able to troubleshoot or problem solve on their own before, like, hey, check these, like it's all color coded and it's, you know, alphabetical yeah. order and it's a PDF. So you could take it with you too and have it digital Ooh. so you can print it out if there's like a change, say like the teacher changes every year for your kids, right? So right. that information will change, but not everything else will. So why buy a whole new book? Right. You just print out the new page and stick it yeah. in. Or you can send it via text, like you can pull it up and email it to somebody. So it just helps give, I guess, bring, gives you more power back. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. We're chained to our it. children in our house because we're running our house like a business. So every business has an SOP. Yeah. Why can't yeah. your house have one? Right. Yes, I love this. I'm adding this to my Trello board to to. This is something that I need to do and get on. Yes. So is Trello yes, something is. that you, you work with just for your business or do you use it for your household as well? Well, I started just using it, um, for my business and, you know, I just started using it because I, I tacked on having an assistant. And so, um, just have all life changing moving parts. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is. But, um, it, I love it. I just, I'm like, I told you I used to be an event planner. So having all these new organizational tools is just totally my jam. Um, and so I created it for work, but then I also have a whole section for home life and kids and things like that. Um, so, you know, that just helps me to keep everything all in one place because much like, you know, even though it is a Google drive, it, it, it's just, it ends up being like a bunch of post-it notes, even though they're all there. Like then I have to search through this file for that and here, but here it's just all there and then I can add the attachments. And so it's wonderful. And that, you know, to your question, that was actually one of like, I had three main pillars of like how I keep um, the chaos under control in our house. And one of them was framework of organization um, and creating stability and consistency for the kids. And so that's, you know, exactly what that is, like having the schedules for the older kids to follow and making them, helping them now that they're like 14 and 12 to let them be accountable because I'll add them onto the, the Google calendar. And so they can, you know, it's a great system for checking up, like, did I make a mistake? And one of my 12 year olds always calling me out, like, uh, this was not changed. I'm like, so change it. <laughs> right. It's, but that's the thing. It's they're telling you what to do, be self-sufficient and do it. If you just see it, it, just do it, just change right. it. It's okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you don't have, like, why do I have to do it? That gives me another right. thing I have to do. Like help yes. mommy out and like, yeah, take care of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, so we're a work in progress, but, um, so there's collaboration there that they're learning. <laughs> and then for the little ones, um, you know, just having, like I painted one whole wall in my, in my house, um, with that dry erase paint. And so that's where I used to, um, put it for the the older kids when they were little. And so now that's where, now that the little ones are off to kindergarten, that's where I'm going to put their schedules so that they can see and sort of color code it. And I totally have them. a wall that I want to do that, by yeah. the way, we moved and yeah. I had this huge like decal, uh, and it was a calendar. It was all color coded, but I don't have a big wall like that in mm -hmm. the kitchen, but they make dry erase paint. Yeah. Um, oh, I love it. It's and not chalk paint. It's dry erase paint. Yeah. Yeah, it's dry erase paint. Yeah, because chalk, like for me, like we have allergies, so it always would make me. Like, Did you frame it? Did you put like a wooden frame to like keep it, or you just did the whole wall so everyone? I did the entire the entire wall. I think yeah. I really want to do that because yeah, so. I I think I have these big dry erase boards 
uh-huh. but they just take up so much space. So time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, and then they stain yeah. or whatever. I'm going to look into that. So thank you for that. And this is a little yeah. thing I'm going to walk away with today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can clean it off with anything. It doesn't really stay. I mean, we've been here for five years, so you can definitely just paint over it if it starts to, you know, not really come off, but it, I haven't had that many problems with it and it's great. And all the kids can, like the little ones can draw at the bottom. I do my schedule at the top and it works. So it's so easy to. That's great. To, I'm going to totally adopt that for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna, so we're switching. Yeah, we'll switch it. it. We're going to switch <laughs> it. I love it. I mean, I'm super excited to see what you thought, think about it. So, um, yeah. well, this, this has just been wonderful and it's always good to bond over over kids and organization and trying to know that we're not alone and just trying to, to do everything. Um, and so can we talk a little bit before we we let you go to about your podcast, you've got responding to life podcast and you got the book, which is all going to be linked in the show notes. So everyone can take a peek at it and where they can find you, uh, all those things. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I do have a podcast called responding to life, talking health, fertility, and parenthood. And, you know, it's exactly what that is. Um, Different guests who share sort of their responses to life and how based off of what they went through, they're able to uh, live a life that's mindful. And you can check me out on my website, jayatlurie.com. I have all the articles that I've written on mindfulness and parenting space and, and fertility space, as well as my podcast episodes. If you're interested in the book, you can buy it on Amazon, but if you like it with the online companion course that it comes with that I created so that you can just follow along on the videos that I created um, that um, model the exercises that are in the book, just go to mindfulparentclass.com and there is a bundle for purchasing both the book and the the course. And you can also find me on Instagram at josephinerlurie and I'm um, always putting up daily mindfulness, inspiration on parenting and infertility. Love it. Love it. Well, everyone needs to go follow Josephine and check out her podcast and her book. And I really do appreciate you being on the show today and look forward to connecting. And I would love to you know, hear about uh, what you think about the chaos control system. I'm going to let you know how the, the dry erase stuff goes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I can't wait. Thank you so much for your tips. This is so great, Heather. It's yes. a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, you too. And thank you so much listeners for listening to another episode. Go check out Josephine and we will catch you on, on the flip side. Bye. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.